Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I am your host and your dream coach, and I'm going to br bring to you something a little different than I have brought to you in the past. This is actually a preach. This is a, a word uh, um, that I prepared that Chuck Pierce asked me to, to record, to send down to him that I believe he'll be releasing shortly, but I really felt that I needed to get into the hands of the, my podcast people. And because it, it, there has a, there's a breaker anointing on it and there's a breakthrough anointing and there's an, a, a teach in the midst of the prophetic preach of the season that we're in right now that will release you and, and, and begin to set you free into some new regions, new areas, new thoughts, and that God wants to empower you and understand that every bit of darkness that has been coming against you to control you, to contain you, is, is nothing more than a backdrop to show forth the greatness of God, the brilliance of God that's coming out of you. It's called the great setup. So listen carefully, open up your hearts, and add your faith to these words and let God break you into the best days you ever thought possible. Bless you guys. Once again, if you want to communicate, if you have questions you want to ask or topics you want me to speak on, just leave a remark at www.barrymiracle.ca. You can get my book there. There's different resources, all kinds of different things you can, you can uh, receive there to give you fresh hope and direction. Uh, love you guys, and I'll be talking at you next week. Uh, so signing off for now. Listen up. Here I come. I'm coming for you. Bless you. Hey, everybody. This is Barry Miracle. Uh, I'm from Canada, Ontario, born and raised on the Tandanega Mohawk Territory. This hairdo's for real. I come from the Iroquois Confederacy. There's the Mohawk, the Onondaga, the Cayuga, the, the Oneida, the Seneca. And we adopted the Tuscarora Nation in about 1750, somewhere in there. But I come to you with a word of the Lord today. I believe it is in my mouth. And I, I, I've been seeking the Lord and, 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 and asking him, what is the better word for the season that we're in? We just cannot have a knee-jerk reaction to pop culture. But I come to you with great joy. I don't come to you with a word of rebuke. I come to you with a word of rejoicing as we enter into this month of Adar. We are entering into this month of rejoicing, this month that we are going to turn from warfare into joyfare. It's time to get out of the second heaven realm where the enemy is trying to dictate them some things. And I just want to say by the Spirit of God, come up here and I will show you things. And I'm about to give you a about to step out of warfare and into joyfare. And I'm so grateful for your leadership. Apostle, prophet, Chuck Pierce, 
I honor you today and your dear wife, Pam. And I want to tell you that Tammy and I pray for you every day of our lives. I think I missed two days in the last 365 where we did not bring you before the Lord because we want to tell you we are grateful for your leadership. We just, we just are so grateful for Robert and Linda Heidler. We're so grateful for Brian Cooley and his family and Ann Tate and, and Chad and all the leadership down there. We just say, I am so honored to be here with you today. We, this day, 1313 BC, was a moment and the first of Adar, this very same day, that the plague of darkness came upon the planet. It was the precursor, six weeks later, Israel would get their exodus that was paid for by the enemy. I want to tell you, we are seeing darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people. But I don't want you to look any longer. I know that many of you don't. But I come to you with a word of rejoicing, not a word of rebuke. There's not the doldrums in my voice. There's a voice of victory. There's a voice of deliver. There's a declaration of deliverance that I'm bringing to you today. And I want to decree and declare to you, because you can see the darkness on the earth, it means your deliverance draws near. Nine, you, you've been set up by your setback. The enemy didn't know that crucifying the Christ would institute his very destruction. If he knew that, ladies and gentlemen, he would have put life support systems on that cross. He would have, he would have brought a, 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 a pillow and said, Lord, uh, Jesus, can I make you a little more comfortable? Can we keep you alive? Uh, he would have did everything he possibly could to stop the death and the payment for the mortgage that was against our lives and stop us from being the many brethren of the firstborn of the last Adam and his name was Jesus. This is an amazing time. In 1313, darkness came on the earth and it was so dark you could not see. And many of you in your, in your lives right now, you haven't been in a place where you are living, you've been surviving, and I want to speak to you today. I want to speak to you today to say that this is the day that the Lord has pre-designed and designed for you, that I want you to begin to rise up in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of the problem, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of everything that's trying to contain, quarantine, shut down, and disappoint, disillusion, and oppress and suppress. We, I want you to release a rejoicing out of your heart right now. Just begin to do that even right now as I am decreeing and declaring the goodness of the Lord over your life. We don't make a, a monument to the darkness. In the midst of this, we are beginning to shine bright. Jesus himself calls you light and salt. That means you are tasty and brilliant on your worst day. Come on, on your worst day is when you got the revelation, that you, when you heard the word of, of the Lord and, and the preached gospel, 
You are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Most likely you were having your worst day and you turned to God and you became on your worst day, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I want to tell you on your worst day, even right now, when you are feeling oppressed, suppressed and depressed, you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you today, you are full of God on your worst day. Did you hear the word of the Lord? Say, I am full of God on my worst day. If you're full of God on your worst day, that means you can step into darkness on your worst day and produce power. Jesus got baptized in the river Jordan. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. The dove came down and the voice came forth and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And immediately he went into the wilderness where he was led in the wilderness by the spirit in the midst of all the, the hunger and the lack and the loneliness and everything else. And at his weakest moment, the enemy comes with a word to discourage the word. But the word says, it is written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. It's not time for, for prophets and prophetic people to shut up. It's time to get alone with God in here, but it's not time to you receive a rebuke from the enemy. It's your time to arise and shine and decree his greatness right in the face of everything that is contrary to the dream of God for North America. Our days are not over. Our days are metamorphosing into a greater thing than we've even thought possible. We've been in this poopa place. Yes, I said poopa. This crystallization in the midst of the darkness and we've hunkered underneath somewhere that was dark and this darkness has come and we've been crystallizing and we've been in this poopa place. It's actually a poopa, but it doesn't preach as well. But that's the technical scientific name for what was captured around the containment, the thing, the, the clothing, the, 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 the shroud that went around the, the caterpillar that was crawling in the dirt. It's time for the prophetic movement to arise and metamorphose even in the midst of the darkness. And every accusation that is coming against the prophetic movement right now is building a power that will be irresistible in this new move. I'm going to get ahead of myself and I want to tell you 5782. Bet, pay will be the release of the power, creative power of God like we've never seen on this planet. God's been telling me for two years, get ready, Barry, because there's creative miracles and my glory shall come. Get ready because there's a, you're about to prophesy things now and boom, they shall take place. Don't give up, prophets. Don't sit down and don't shut up. The enemy is trying to shut you down and trying to get you to examine everything and navel gaze on your problems. It's not time to face your problems. It's not time to face the enemy. It's time to face God and get full of his glory so that you can distribute it into your spheres of influence and be a breakthrough for everybody in your metron of ministry. 
We are like in this cocoon, in this chrysalis, or in this pupa place. And we're liquefying what you've been sensing, ladies and gentlemen, in this season of your life. You've been, you've been going through this melting process where all 13 segments of the caterpillar, all 13 areas of your life are liquefying and coming together as one with the head. That's what happens. You're not, you don't see a caterpillar just sprout some legs and, and, and sprout some wings. No, the whole thing liquefies and we have, we are losing a, our identity and our self-identity so that we could take on his identity so that we would no longer be a self-made man or self-made woman, but we would be a woman and a man of God. All 13 segments. 13 is the, num is the number of love, ahava. Numerical value of, of, of love is 13. 13 is not a curse word. 13 is not an unlucky word. 13 is the best number because it, it numerically represents Ahava, which is the love of the Father. We are melting and becoming one with the Spirit of God. We're coming one with the head of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in this season, in this chrysalis, in this pupa place, in this dark, where we've, where we've attached ourselves into the midst of the darkness, and all of a sudden we are about to metamorphose. We are about to we are coming and being transformed, but we're actually being reformed. When you reform something, God is reforming the prophetic movement. God is reforming the ecclesia. We are awakening. We are arising. We are advancing because we got to get to a place so that we can abound. But he could not cause us to abound in the last season because the wealth would have destroyed us and the notoriety would have displaced us and sidelined us. But he had to get us ready for the great and mighty harvest that he has ahead of us. So we're fighting, not each other, but we're fighting against the things that are trying to contain us and we're building, come on, look at those pythons. We're building muscle as we push through the resistance and push against the heaviness and we're breaking out and nobody can help us. We must do it on ourselves or we would die because we would not develop the muscle and the strength that we need to spread our wings and soar in this next season. He's reforming the prophetic movement. What does that mean? When you reform something, you're taking a form and you're making it better. When you reform someone or something, you're actually making it better than it was originally. This is what happened in salvation. You got, we got upgraded. We're not just going back to be like in the garden. I know it's nice to be in the garden. Jesus bled in the garden so that he could return, that we could have a success in the garden, that we could live in the garden. But it's not just living in the garden. It's not just being like Adam and Eve were. It's an upgrade from where they were. Jesus was the last Adam. The last Adam 
became the firstborn of many brethren, and that's us. We've been upgraded from being, ladies and gentlemen, we are being upgraded. We've been upgraded, but we haven't believed it, and we haven't stepped into the power and the authority of the new birth, but it's coming. The revelation is coming. We've repented deep enough. We've, we've, we've let God do a work in our lives over these last seasons, and we are coming forth, and we're about to be able to be shining with the glory, and I want to say, prophetic people of the world, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Though there be darkness upon the earth and deep darkness upon the people, my glory will arise in the midst of you and mantle you and quicken you and fortify you and flow forth from you and begin to displace everything contrary to the God's dream for you and the Gentiles shall come to your rising. See, you gotta have, uh, you gotta have the prophetic apostolic uh, people in the marketplace. I want to speak to you, marketplace prophets, uh, marketplace apostles. It's time for you to invade. You don't buy into the lie. You are to go into the seven mountains. You are to go in and take dominion. God never rescinded the fact that you are to take dominion. What dominion taking looks like may be different though we are being reformed and reset for the relaunch your setback in the last season is a setup for your get up so you can go up and i hear the word of the lord saying come up here I want to reveal to you some secrets. There's some revel the spirit of revelation is coming forth in this season like never before. I got some things I, I gotta share with you. I, I'm sorry if, if it's it's a little staccato and I'm, I'm gonna have to shift and take some sharp turns because I, I have some things I need to release to you. I, I want I want to direct you your attention to Mark chapter one. And I want to say that you're about to feast in the midst of your enemies. That you're, you're about to not only feast in the midst of your enemies, you're about to feast on the power of your enemies. And I want to say Isaiah 61 says, the glory that was once your captors has now become yours. I, I want to decree and declare over you Daniel chapter 7 verse 22. When the Bible said, actually starting in 21, it says the enemy was making war. The horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. And the Bible says until... Somebody tell me today, until. Somebody say, this is my until moment. Come on, somebody tell me. Somebody preach at me. Say, if this is my until moment. My until moment. I've been waiting. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That, that, that word there in Isaiah chapter, I think it's 40, uh, at the end of the, the, the chapter, it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faith. They shall, they, they, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I want to tell you, it's time to mount up. But you've been waiting. That word waiting is the Hebrew word quava, which means waiting when you become one with. You, we begin be, like that, like that, that, that uh, caterpillar that, that, that was in that poopa place and crystallized and, and, and melting in the midst of the pressure and, and we've been melting, we've been losing our identity, and we've been coming, becoming one with the spirit of the living God. This is your season that you've been waiting for. Say, this is my 
until moment. The Bible says until a judgment of favor was made on behalf of the saints of the most high God and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. This is my time. This is your time. This is prophetic movement. Prophetic people, apostolic people, evangelists that are arising right now. There's an anointing upon evangelists of boldness. Apostolic fathers, please cover the evangelists in this season. There's a boldness that is coming on some of them that are immature and they're making decrees and they're calling forth righteousness according to external properties. And the Lord is saying, cover them with a love that is beyond knowledge that they can handle the anointing of boldness that is coming upon them and they will be preachers. You're going to see them showing up on street corners like days of old. They're going to be walking into different places and boldly decreeing and declaring, but they need some wisdom. They need some fathering. They need some covering so they don't get taken out by judgments before they get into the harvest field of God's design. Apostolic fathers, please cover the evangelists in this season. Boldness is coming upon them. This is a season of greatness and God could not afford us to be like we were in the last season because it would have destroyed us because of the wealth of the wicked that is coming into our lives to bring our deliverance forth. 1313 BC, darkness came on this earth with the ninth plague upon Egypt. Six weeks later, the exodus happened, but the exodus happened with great payment and with great joy as the people begin to receive the wealth of darkness that was stored up for those that would bring forth the light and be the covenant partners grafted into the line of Abraham. This is a season to arise and shine. Prophetic movement, you're about to feast, not only in the midst of your enemies, but on your enemy. Can I turn your focus upon Mark? Chapter 1. And this is where John the Baptist, who Jesus said was the greatest of all men born. Jesus said, somebody say Jesus said. Jesus said that, that John the Baptist was the greatest that was ever born of a woman in the old covenant. But he says, but he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. My God, who have you been upgraded into that you become a co-heir with the creator of the universe? You're no longer made just below Elohim. You are recreated in Christ Jesus and became a co-heir. I'm not going there today. Another time. Powerful. Mark chapter 1. Verse 3, it says, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness is who we are. We're crying in the wilderness. We're crying in this place. We've been calling forth people for repentance. We've been calling people to say, come up here. He says, prepare the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. 
John the Baptist came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him, were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. That's a good thing. And I'm telling you, I've been on so many Zoom calls, prayer calls around the world and with leaders and I've been on my face before God crying out for mercy and, and being cleaned up to prepare us for the harvest. The harvest, of, I'm talking harvest of souls, born again, recreated in Christ Jesus, souls of the kingdom, for the many brethren of the firstborn. But I'm also talking about buildings and lands and finances and cars and, and everything we need to fulfill our purpose is coming. This end time trend of the wealth of the wicked is coming to bring our deliverance so that we can establish the covenant in the land according to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. That God has given us the power to obtain wealth. When the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, he adds no sorrow. There's no sorrow. You're not going to be rich in money and then, then, and then be destitute in your relationships. No. When God blesses us, he's blessing every area and aspect of our lives. Verse 6. Somebody, I say, say I'm ready. Because this, this, this scripture here is phenomenal. This scripture here is going to blow your mind. I love the word of God. I love the treasures that you can find within the word of God. Are you ready? Just put your seatbelt, your three-point harness on. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with the leather belt around his waist. And he ate locusts and wild honey. Somebody say locusts and wild honey. Come on, say locusts and wild honey. Thank you, five people. Can we say locusts and wild honey? John the Baptist, prophetic people. The spirit of Elijah was on John the Baptist. He arrived with the spirit of Elijah. We are arriving with the spirit of Elijah, Elisha, and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And we are showing up, crying in the midst of darkness and wilderness. And we are showing up and we are eating the very things that are trying to eat our lunch. John the Baptist ate locusts. The spirit of prophecy, the prophets eat locusts. The very thing that is about to take you out there. My fuel is locusts. My fuel is the enemy. I feast in the midst of my enemies and I feast on my enemies. I destroy and incinerate the works of the evil one, the engine of my life. I receive combustion and a launching forward by the very thing that's trying to take me out every time the enemy comes in like a flood illegally against me. The spirit of the living God comes in with a greater authority, a greater grace, and we are about to feast not only in the midst of our enemies, but on the very thing that tried to take us out. You're about to be better than everything in your circumstantial, evidential realm. The very things that stopped your forefathers shall not stop you. The enemy that you have seen in the last season, you shall see no longer. 
The enemy is coming in for one purpose, to get utterly destroyed. God is allowing the enemy to come into your life for one purpose and come close to you. And you're, you're thinking, I don't know if I can take the pressure of what I'm sensing in the spiritual realm of the enemy that is looking to seek and steal and, and destroy. And I want to tell you, don't give up. Don't give in. You don't have no idea of the greatness that is within you that is about to come out of you. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I will. I'm at about 24 minutes. I want, I got to try to sum this up, but I want to encourage you. You're hidden in the secret place of the pavilion of his peace. Do not be, don't not be dismayed by what you feel or sense or hear or in their senses of, of the enemy getting close. He, God is only allowing the enemy to get close and manifest even. God is only allowing the enemy to get this close to you so that you can utterly destroy him. You are about to be empowered by the very thing that tried to take you out. The Bible says that where you're at your weakest is the place where his grace is perfected in your life. Don't be concerned about the things you're feeling. I want to tell you, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day. Don't be guided by what you're feeling. Be guided by the word of God today and allow the God to finish the process and bring those things to the surface so he could destroy them literally. And so here's, here's the vision that, that I actually went into. I, I, was, I was sitting there one day and I went into an open vision and I saw myself laying underneath a body of water and it was like about an inch to maybe an inch and a half underneath the water and I could see through the water and I could see things happening but it was mainly blacked out but I could see three definite creatures that looked demonic to me they're all gray and then I saw one off in the distance and these creatures were getting closer to me and I didn't know really what to do but I wasn't afraid I they were looking for me and they're they were they were getting close to me and they're they were like they were looking around their face were gray and their nose was actually looked like a, a log that you would cut and you would see the rings their nose looked like a wooden log and I, and, and I, I'm not going to get into that but the, the the Bible talks about the evil that that is in the members and 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 the, the, the anyway the the enemy I knew was looking for me, but I was laying my, I know that was my innately, my spirit that was hidden in the secret place of the most high. I was underneath this water and I was hidden and the enemy couldn't find me when it looked like he was close to me. I re, I released out of my belly and then came out of my mouth and I saw the water ripple as I just released fire. And I saw the water ripple and it went through the water and it came out and into that realm and hit that demonic thing and exploded it into dust. God is only allowing the enemy to be manifest and come closer to you that he can have his utter destruction. Point in case, scripture. Moses was standing with his back against an impossibility and an army of vast destruction, chariots and horses. And they're, they, they don't know what to do. And God allowed them to be put in that place so that the enemy could be destroyed. And I want to tell you what is happening in your life is you've been put in places where the enemy would be destroyed 
completely and utterly hereditary curses will not pass on to your legacy in Jesus mighty name so John the Baptist he ate locusts he ate the enemy the thing that would devour your harvest is the thing that you will eat and be empowered with in this season the glory that once of your captors has now become yours know this know this as well that john the baptist not only ate locusts but he but he ate wild honey that word wild there is the greek word agrios agrios means local so it's not wild as in crazy it's not wild as in not not tended to it's the local honey the local honey in the midst of the place that God called, in the midst of your obedience. Obedience is your greatest weapon because it's the place that you will find revelation. Your revelation. It's because I, I'm preaching to you, but you got to make this your revelation. When Chuck or Pam or Robert or anybody comes to you and they release a revelation, that's got to become yours. You gotta be, it's got to become local honey. Honey represents revelation. We are about to eat revelation in our spheres of influence. That's why it's important that you come into covenant and you get into the place where God has called you to be so that you can eat the very thing that's trying to take your harvest in that region. And then you eat and drink forth the local honey, the, the very revelation that comes from the midst of obedience. Prophetic people. This is our greatest hour. And I want to champion you. And I want to tell you, according to Song of Songs, chapter 4, verse 8, you are ready, my bride. Can I tell you today, you are ready, my bride. He's been readying you. You don't know, you don't feel it, but I want to tell you, you've been set free in every way from anyone's control. Whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. You've been set free for freedom's sake and the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. You are free. And if anything else is contrary and feeling that, just allow that thing to manifest a little bit more so that you can release the fire of God and begin to destroy all the works of the evil one. And you will go on and create the legacy and take the harvest that God has called for you to take. Song of Songs chapter 4 verse 8 says, Now you are ready, my bride, to come with me as we climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through the archway of trust. We will look down from the crest of the glistening mountain and from the summit of our sublime sanctuary. Together we will wage war into the lion's den and into the leopard's lair as they watch for their prey nightly. Ladies and gentlemen, the enemy is so convinced of his plans. The enemy is so convinced of, of, of that he is so powerful and that he actually launched this plan of globalism and nationalism and he's got things coming to and fro and, and he thinks he's so wise and he thinks he's got everything under control and we are not paying attention. I want to tell you, it's not time to pay attention to the enemy. It's not time uh, to spend time developing plans according and counterpunching the enemy. It's, it's time uh, to come up here, says the Lord. Uh, I will teach you 
you a better word that you will release in the midst of unknown circumstances and in the midst of darkness and you will create a brand new day. I'm about to release revelation within your places of obedience and you will walk together with me, says the Lord, and you will crush the head of the enemy. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the evil one and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I want to tell you today in Malachi chapter 4, it says, you will go forth and frolic like calves. In this month of Adar, it's time to frolic as calves released from the stall. And this is what, what he says will happen after that. He says, and you will crush the wicked underfoot for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I am preparing, says the Lord of armies. That is the word Lord Sabaoth. The Lord of a mass of people assembled for war. But how we war is just as important as our warring, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for this time. I bless you and I release to you an anointing of deliverance. Isaiah 10, 27 says, the yoke shall be destroyed by the anointing. As you apply, which is the application of the anointing is, is the word Hebrew word mashak. As you allow the applying of the shocking of the Lord Jesus Christ to come out of your being and supersaturate you and come on your shoulders, that's when the yoke is destroyed, when there's a release and a shocking, the rubbing on and the smearing into from the inside out of the anointing of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That word anointing there is the Hebrew word shama. Not Shema, like in the Shema Israel Adonai. It's Shema or Shama. And it actually means the seed of life. Ladies and gentlemen, how we war is just as important as our warring. We need to step out of second heaven warfare and into a third heaven joy fair, where we are decreeing and declaring and letting the word of God do the heavy lifting in this season. I bless you guys. And I just I just say, Father God, I pray that you would just release this prophetic movement like calves from the stall. You've been pent up too long by containment of the words and curses of man, and it's time to be released from the from the stalls as cows and as you are released in this season and you frolic in the place of your obedience, the place called there. That God has called you to go to. You will crush into dust the very enemy. Can I tell you to be excellent at what is good? Be innocent at what is e at evil. And then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Are you getting some sort of what I'm throwing down? Are you picking it up today? It's not about you and your great wisdom. It's about submitting to the plans and the word of God and being willing to release them prophetically, potently, powerfully, with great faith into this realm and create a new day that never was before. We are in the place of unknown. It's not a bad place. It's just a different place. And that's, but it's the only place that a prophetic company can create a new day and something that never was. I bless you guys today. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. 
My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.